Good evening and welcome to another edition of 48 Shades of Football, everyone's favourite English language K-League podcast. My name's Mark, I'm joined as always by my colleague Paul. Good evening. Good evening Paul, how are you today? Bit cold. Bit cold? Yeah. Is that because you've been watching all these East Asian games? Or why Why are you cold? Uh, just uh, a bit Baltic these days, isn't it? Yeah, it's like minus, minus 7, minus 12, minus 10 this whole week. I'm going to Scotland soon where it's nice and bang me. They can bang me 1 degrees, I think, yeah. Are you going to take in some games when you're back home? Uh, I was hoping to, but um, it looks like I have events on both the days that Celtic are playing. Uh, but I'm hoping to go to Celtic versus Aberdeen so I can basically tweet ex-podcast host Stevie as we are scoring four or five goals against his mob. So <laughs> hopefully, hopefully I'll get you to your game, yeah? Okay. Uh, I'm also going back next week. Yep. Are you going to watch anything? So when I first checked the fixture list out for when I was going to be home, I thought there was a possibility of three games. So Wednesday at home against Middlesbrough, the day after I get back. Okay. Then Boxing Day, they're away at Forest, which is very easy to get to from Sheffield anyway. Uh, which of course meant that all the tickets sold out before. Yeah. Uh, living overseas for so long, I have no priority anymore to get yeah. tickets, so that's out. Uh, and then the day I do to fly back to Korea, Wednesday away at Brentford. So theoretically, if I can get a ticket for that, I can go to the match and head up to Heathrow, which is just around the corner. Okay. So you may see something? So I'll definitely see one game, maybe two. Okay. So the podcast after you get back, maybe we can do a comparison of Wednesday crowds against K-League Wednesday crowds. <laughs> That's a whole blog there, right? Okay. Yeah, if I can get to the game, I have the same problem. The day after I get back, Celtic are playing at home to Party Thistle, yeah. and it's my mate's birthday party. So I might go to the game first and then go and join them afterwards. Yeah. Um, and the Saturday before Christmas Eve, 23rd, we're home to Aberdeen. But that's unfortunately when the in-laws arrive. So if I can patch the, if I can patch meeting them at the airport, then I'll, I'll go to that game. Yeah. So I won't get any. <laughs> Basically, is the is the short version there, yeah. Yeah. And then the final game before I leave is Celtic versus Rangers, and like yourself, I have zero chance of getting a ticket anymore. I've been away for ten years. It's they're not going to give me one. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, enough about UK football. Yep. This is a Kaylee podcast. Yep. Um, the intro was a uh, well, Paul. You, you've often said you didn't want to have Korean music, like K-pop, as the intro. I guess this wasn't K-pop. No, it's not K-pop. It's a it's a song which they teach elementary school kids. Uh, okay. So that kids can learn about the importance of pop in uh, world affairs. I do believe we're we're in troubled waters already, and we're we're three minutes into a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is a song that basically says this rock is ours, right? Yeah. You know, you know, okay. you know. Uh, go to football games sometimes. You hear this city is ours, <laughs> chanting like that. It's, yes. it's the um, the primary school equivalent of that, saying okay. Tokyo is ours. So usually, like the banner says, this city is ours. Here are our colours. Yeah. What does Doctor say? This rock is ours. Here are the seagulls. <laughs> I don't know. <remember>. Well, <laughs> okay, I guess we'll figure it out. Yeah? All I ever heard is the chorus. I've never <laughs> okay. really paid much attention to it. <laughs> okay. So. so why did we choose a song about Doctor? Because. Um, as you may know, uh, currently 
England cricket team are down in Australia playing for the Ashes. Every two, every eighteen months, they play for these little urn of Ashes. Okay. Yep. Uh, and now in the East Asian Football Federation Championship Cup tournament, <laughs> yes. whatever it's called, by E1, um, it's uh, they've played two rounds already. Mm-hmm. Uh, finals coming up yep. tomorrow, or the third round's coming up tomorrow. Yep. And it's going to be a winner takes all between Korea and Japan. Yep. For first place. Okay. And ownership of Tokdo until the next tournament. Okay. Do they actually own it? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah. So we chose that because it is, of course, Korea versus Japan, Hano John Tokdo rivalry, um, and the winner, as you said, takes takes everything. Yeah. 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 So for the next two years, Tokdo will go by his Japanese name. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm predicting <laughs> a very easy Japanese win. Yeah. Uh, Mm, I don't anyway, know. I guess we'll get to that in the next point, yeah. which is we're going to preview, we'll read you and then preview what's happened so far in the East Asian Cup. We'll announce our winners and losers, as always. Um, it's getting harder and harder with no games going on, but anyway. Yeah. Then, this week's K Classic is, uh, is from yourself. You're going to talk a little bit about uh, your first ever match be- between South and North. Yep. Okay. Then we'll have a look at uh, some stories about uh, players who might not be in Korea right now, but are Korean. Um, and um, yeah, I guess that'll be us wrapped up. And uh, it'll be bon voyage, au revoir, see you in a month. <laughs> well, there'll still be podcasts, obviously, but... Um, You're taking a couple of weeks off. I'm taking a couple of weeks off, yeah. Okay, sweet. Okay, so first up, as we said, it's the East Asian Cup. Um, there's been... We talked about this last week, but we did our previews. Uh, so obviously on the Saturday, Korea played China, uh, and then uh, Korea played North Korea. Uh, I think my predictions were a win and a draw. Um, but I got them right. But the wrong way around. But the wrong way around, yeah. So the first game, Korea-China, was, was a, pretty, a pretty weird first half of football. Um, the first ten minutes, China... Controlled everything. Yep. Went one 0 up. Yep. Uh, not not even against run of plate, right? They deserve to be one. Yeah, up. they deserve to be one up. I mean, the first ten minutes, they. I think they shocked the Korean team by just how how um, how passionate they were about it. They they just came out and kind of like threw everything at them. Um, and then for the next thirty five minutes, it was all Korea. Yeah, Korea woke up, started playing, played some really nice stuff, and ended up going two and a half time. Yep. Okay, so goals from Kim Chiruk. Yep. And E.J. Sun. Yep. A John Book double. Yep. And they each set up each other's goal. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, what was really interesting was I think I had just slammed the rookie ten seconds earlier on Twitter. I'm missing something. Saying rookie with that chance to to level the score, but he obviously rookied it. Yeah. And just as I was hitting tweet yeah. or like post or whatever it is, yeah. he scored, and I was like, oh, I can't delete it now, so I, I just left it there for all we see. Um, just to kind of sum up how weird the first half that that was. China controlled it for the first 10 minutes. Korea took over for the next 35. At halftime, Korea had a 64% possession. They did 10 shots at goal, 4 on target. Uh, and China had 1 shot at goal and had scored from it. Um, but if you imagine like, that 64% possession was over 35 minutes, they just completely destroyed them yeah. after those first 10 minutes. Yeah. So of course... 2-1 up at half time, 64% possession, utterly pummeling a team, 
Korea went on to win it 5 6 1. <laughs> I wish. You wish, yes. Um, the second half was a completely different half, right? Um, I think Korea still had plenty of chances in the second half. They had chances, but uh, they didn't have the same intensity about them. No, and obviously China got a rollicking from Lippi at half time yeah. and came out with a bit more uh, intent to make something of it. Yeah. Korea switched off at the back. Yep. To all. To all. About 10 minutes ago, was it? Yeah, but 10 minutes left, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't want to say the goal was coming. Um, but I think it wasn't exactly again like their first goal it wasn't against their run of play they'd been coming forward they were making great use of the left wing so I'm not really quite sure who that was against but I'm sure someone can tell us exactly who Um, and I think yeah I think they were kind of coming more and more into the game got don't want to say a deserve equaliser but you could see it coming and then Korea, as usual, huffed and puffed for the, for the final 10 minutes and, and it petered out to each. So that was the first, the, the first game. That night... Two points dropped. Definitely. Uh, I think at the time, I think I said it must have felt like a defeat, never mind a draw. Um, that first half performance was, was so ahead of... Like, I mean, they were so in control in the first half that to, to not win that game was really poor. What, what do you think of the Wookiee's performance? Um, I think he looked exactly like the Wookiee. He looked busy for about as much as he could be bothered being busy for. He took his goal quite well. Yep. And he took another, uh, several other chances that came his way very poorly. Yeah. Uh, my favourite Wookiee moment, I don't know if you actually remember this, it was in the second half. It was he did up falling over or something. Yeah, I think it was, I want to say it was 2-1, but I can't actually remember the score. And the cross came in from the right-hand side, so from the right wing. And the Wookiee went up and flashed a header at it. Yeah. Missed the ball and backed it towards the goalkeeper <laughs> this was if you can actually try and imagine the scene this guy was 6 foot 2 or something right I would assume he's told him that yeah so he jumps up goes to head it his head is lower than the rest of his body and it eventually hits his back and deflects towards goal um, so his huge Mohican or blonde hair missed it but literally he, he tried to head the ball with his head lower than the rest of his body uh, which I think sums up for me um, the kind of player he is and is why I'm kind of glad he, he, he didn't uh, move to Celtic and then Yom um, it's a little bit disappointed in his play yeah, 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 yeah he, he had a free kick I remember he, I think he blasted way over I don't really remember a whole lot more that he did to be perfectly honest so, so this tournament is basically a chance for fringe players to try and make a case for making the, the World Cup squad right because yeah. none, of, none of your son, sons and keys are here at the minute so there's probably five or five to ten players in the squad now who wouldn't normally be there for a, a proper sanctioned international yeah did anyone make a case do you think for um, I mean it's ha- in that first half everyone and in the second half no one which is what I would say like um, I thought in, in the first half like they looked a team which is something that Korea doesn't normally look yeah. I think Korea normally looks like there's one player one main focal point so that's what happens when you take out Son Min right? yeah but you take out Son Min they actually look better they actually look more as a team or play more as a team sorry controversial um, but yeah well, that's more controversial than talking about Tokto <laughs> yes but uh, do any of those players who, who played in that, in that game have they 
giving Shin something to think about come come next year? Nah. I mean, I don't know. EJ Sun will probably be there anyway. He's, so. He's going to make it anyway. And the rookie will be in the squad regardless of if he scores 10 goals or 1 goal in this tournament. So. Yeah. Then Yom's not going to make it. By by next year, there's no way Yom's going to be in a World Cup squad. Okay. So, the three, the three players that we've mentioned... Uh, are either going to be there anyway or not going to be there anyway so I, I'm not really convinced um, I mean I, I, that's the only game I saw I didn't see the second game against North Korea but I don't know if anyone's really kind of knocked on his door so far uh, just the other thing to note about that game the crowd was very low it was a double header right yep. so not many people turned up for the, the first game I think Maybe through the second half it started filling up a little bit as people maybe realised oh this ticket does two games um, and it started coming in uh, but yeah I know that uh, I can't remember his name but one of the Japanese guys that I follow uh, J I can't remember his name now um, Jay Canto Jay Canto uh, he said that yeah it was pretty empty he went along for both games and he said yeah that the Korea game wasn't that big a, a crowd um, the next game after that was obviously North, well, North Korea versus Japan. Did you watch that? Uh, I didn't, but um, I did, sort of. I, I had it on while I was doing other stuff. I did hear that North Korea sh- sh- should have won, or at very least deserved to get at least something from the game, yeah? Yeah, I thought North Korea played very well. Um, some very entertaining football. They had lots and lots of good chances, um, but couldn't put anything away. And then I thought J- Japan were quite poor. Yeah, um, but then in the 94th minute or something, they popped up with a, a winner to win one nil. Uh, North Korea got it, obviously. Japan overjoyed, um, not deserved at all, I don't think. Yeah, I think it was the last. Was it 94th minute or something? Yeah. Okay, but and that's what happens when you're the host, right? You can. Have, I don't. I don't know if it's when you're the host or if it's just Japan in general. But they always seem to get these kind of like lucky, lucky breaks, right? So fast forward on to midweek. Yep. Um, and it was Korea, North Korea. Yep. And China, Japan. Yeah. Yep. I did not see any of these games, so I'm going to bow to your your opinion and your greatest skill of of finding games. Okay. So the Korea, Korea game, I was intending to watch on my phone, but I went into my usual app for watching football, and there was no live stream. So I actually went online and looked and. Uh, could have gone onto the Sport TV website and logged in, but uh, no, couldn't be bothered. So, <laughs> okay, didn't watch any of that. Okay, uh, finished one nil to Good Korea. Yep, uh, an, an own goal, I believe, by the it was goal, yeah. North Korean defender. So. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that that's the first. I want to say that's the first thing that South Korea has won in a long time, right? Because usually these games are played out to nil nil draws. No nil draws, right? Yeah. Um, which is what I, that we kind of talked about in last week's podcast. Um, I mean, I guess, and for hope of winning this tournament, that was a or doing anything this tournament, that was a must, a must win game, right? And uh, allegedly got the North Korean coach the sack. Uh, yeah, some boy from Norway. Uh, I didn't even know it was their coach in the first place. So he's not been sacked yet. He's going to be sacked after the tournament, right? But it's from what I've heard. Uh, based on North Korea's play in this tournament I think it's potentially a mistake Yeah, because they've been quite entertaining and unlucky to be fair mm-hmm. I would agree um, after they did well to qualify for the 2010 World Cup uh, they went. They were really rank for like years and years after that yeah. uh, and 
uh, I've been quite impressed with in this tournament. Yeah, I think it's one of those knee-jerk reactions from Rocketman, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you can cut that if you want. Okay. Um, so yeah, so so where does that leave us then in terms of? So then we had China, Japan, right? Yeah. So that leaves Korea on four points. Uh, North Korea on zero. Yep. So China, Japan. I saw the second half of that, which was petering out to a nil-nil draw until uh, Japan scored two goals in the last five minutes. Okay. And China got a penalty. Okay. Um, can't remember the first goal. The second Japanese goal was like a brilliant long-range shot. He basically chipped the keeper from maybe 35 yards. Oh wow! Okay. Um, yeah. So that finished two one in Japan. Finished two one to Japan. So leaves them on six points. But again, Japan weren't particularly inspiring. Uh, obviously, this is a probably this Japan team is is weaker respectively than the Korean team. So yeah. I think, think theirs is effectively a C team, whereas Korea is probably playing a, a B team, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. A, an A slash B. Yeah. But people say Korea, the Japanese team is basically a C team. So. Yeah, I mean. I haven't had a quick look at it yet. I, I mean, I don't think there's any of the large or the, or the, or the big Japanese names, yeah? Which means that they're there for the taking tomorrow, no? Um, I mean, if it wasn't Japan, I'd say yes, if that makes sense. Um, I've, been, I've been in Korea for 10 years. Yeah. Uh, I've watched several Hanojan uh, football matches. Yeah. And I think I'm still, I'm sure I'm right in saying I'm still yet to see Korea win. Um, they definitely lost the under 21 uh, after being ahead. They lost the one key score to go and did the, the other potentially racist gesture. They drew that one, I think. Uh, then lost it in penalties. Um, and uh, there's been another one that I watched, and I'm sure Japan romped home pretty easy winners as well. Ah, yeah, of course, there was one I watched in Korea when Japan went to one, yeah? Yeah. So I think that's three or four I've watched, and I don't think I've seen Korea win yet. Korea looked like they always bottle it against uh, Japan. Interestingly, Shin Tae-young has said that as a player, he never lost in Japanese soil. Uh, and right now, uh, he's confident that they're going to win the tournament. And yeah, in a situation where Japan don't need to win. Right. So, I mean, if Japan draw, they win the tournament. So, Japan have got six points, Korea have got four, yeah, China, China one, one, North, North Korea, Korea zero. Yeah. So, basically, if Japan just frustrate Korea, play out and nothing is draw, which looks as if they were capable of doing that against both China and North Korea, right? Hit them on a break, then, yeah, a nothing is draw is enough. Um, Korea, the ones who have got to attack it. Um, um, don't know. I'm going to stick with my experience of Hanwo John, and that is that Japan will not lose. I'm not saying they'll win, but I don't think they'll lose. Uh, and where will you watch the game? So, interestingly, <coughs> it's my Christmas uh, night out, my company's Christmas night out. So, we'll be in Samsung Dong. So, I'm hoping. Uh, it starts at 6 p.m. It's a free bar until 9 p.m. Okay. So I'm hoping that the bar has a TV because if it doesn't, I'm leaving. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, the bar has a TV. I'm assuming the bar has a TV. Text me the address. <laughs> and you going to the watch party? Um, I probably will. Yeah. So it's an upper deck, right? Yeah, upper deck in Kyungidan. Yep. I went to the last one they had. Uh, it was fine. So. It's better to watch it with other like-minded football fans than watch it by myself. 
Good. I'm not going. <laughs> a little bit disappointed that they're not gathering together to watch the China North Korea game from four. Yeah, but then again, maybe they want to be sober to watch the Korea Japan game at seven fifteen, right? right. Seven thirty, right? But uh, I will definitely go along for yeah. that. I mean, if I wasn't, uh, if I wasn't uh, at my Christmas night out, I would probably watch it at home. <laughs> with my wife because she'd be watching it right um, but she can come across to Canada that's only yeah, yeah right uh, I don't know what she's doing I, I mean yeah I might send her down um, she can represent the Kellys um, but yeah so hopefully hopefully Korea will do it hopefully Shen will, will keep this 100% record but I still win this time and yeah just my own personal opinion is I'm going for a 1-8 draw heartbreak for Korea yet again ok Okay. Do you want me to make a prediction? Yes, please. That's that's the next normal. Uh, I think they're going to win two one. Oh, really? Yeah. Who's going to score the goals? The rookie? Um, Koyo Han double. Koyo Han double. <laughs> if Koyo Han scores a double, right, and yeah. Korea win the East Asian Cup, I'll go to three soul games next year. You'll go to three soul games anyway. No, I won't because there's no ACL, so I won't go to any. If Koyo Han scores two and and uh, Korea win. You'll drive down to Sheffield on the 23rd and come to this Wednesday Middlesbrough game with me. Oh, I'll see what I can do. That might be an excuse, yeah. That might be a good thing to do. Because I want to take us somewhere in the UK that's not, you know, Glasgow or Edinburgh, so maybe, yeah, drive down there, right? But no, it's not going to happen. Go your hands, I'm going to score two goals anyway. But anyway. Sheffield's the, uh, the soul of England, in that it's, it's like built on hills. So I've, I've never been. I've only seen a bit sick. What you've seen, bloody um, the film Monty. Film Monty. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of hills in that, so yeah. so maybe yeah. Okay, come. Okay, so I guess this brings us on smoothly to the winners and, and losers. Uh, Paul, who is your who's your winner uh, of the week? Uh, Shin Taeyong, I guess. Okay. Uh, Korea under him started off very poorly with those terrible final World Cup qualifiers. Uh, I actually quite enjoyed watching the China game. So, if this is turn- if this turns out to be the way they're heading, rather than a flash in the pan, then uh, I guess he's a winner. Okay, okay. For, for me, my winner um, is going to be the North Korean coach. Okay. I think anyone who gets sacked <laughs> from North Korea is going to be is going to be a happy man at the end of the day. Um, so he's my winner for getting for getting told he. I mean, unless they put him in some kind of like seventeen-year labour camp, right. <laughs> in which case he's my loser. But if he's sacked and leaves, then he's a winner. Yeah. If he, if he just disappears, <laughs> if, we, if we don't see him again, then I apologise for calling you a winner. Um, I was going to say it was the Korean ladies team because I I saw highlights before the. China game and the captain whose name I can never remember so and so so and so looked as if she scored like a, like, like a penalty but I, I haven't been able to find I couldn't even find stats of the game afterwards so uh, so my winner yeah is the North Korean uh, manager for getting fired ok uh, Paul your loser of the week I was going to say the North Korean manager <laughs> for getting fired despite their quite decent performances against teams that are clearly stronger okay. and better prepared than them ok ok um, my loser of the week uh, I'm going to go with my loser of the week is uh, Kim Dong Jin ok the Seoul Nam goalkeeper uh, he called up at the last minute to replace uh, Kim Jin Yeon from Saraza yep. 
Uh, and the first game was um, kind of who started. The second game was the Dago keeper, I think. And I just don't think Shin's going to rotate uh, for the all important game. I don't think Kim Dong Jun's going to get a call up. I could be wrong. If he gets a call up, he'll be my winner. If I was on the podcast next week, but I feel he's going to have been all the way, not all the way to Japan, but you can tweet in your winner and lose. Yes, and I think read it out on air. I will be hugely surprised if he gets a call up for such an important game. So I think Shin will go with uh, the guy he went with again against North Korea. Okay. So yeah. So my loser of the week is Kim Dong Jun for not getting a chance to earn another cap. Okay, sweet. There's no there's no way that um that, that the North Korean manager is a winner this week. Very well done. Very well done. There's no way, there's absolutely no way that that's <laughs> happening. So just so you know that this Paul putting on what what kind of accent is that Paul? Geordie. Geordie. <laughs> A week, Geordie. So you can put in a pun about Norway, right? Yeah. Brilliant. Anyway, <laughs> okay. So the next thing is that brings us smoothly again onto our K Classics. This one is all about about you. You, you chose this week's K Classic. Yep. Um, it was your first North Korea South Korea game. Yeah, well, that's what I thought. Okay. So take back to go back to two thousand and two. Uh-huh. Uh, Korea's basking in the afterglow of the World Cup, mm-hmm. reaching the, semi- the semi-finals. Um, Hiddick had just buggered off back to Europe, mm-hmm. uh, and they brought him back for like one kind of farewell game, which was against North Korea, held on the 7th of September 2002. Uh, okay. I was leaving Korea the next day, but decided to not bother packing and go along to the game. Uh, and I clearly remember it was a, a really poor nil-nil game. Um, some very familiar um, names in the squad, but apparently it wasn't official friendly. It was like a under, mainly under twenty-three squad. So when I came to sort of look look at this, I went to the KFA website, looked in their list of internationals. It wasn't there. Okay. Went on FIFA, their list of internationals. It wasn't there. So I was going, what's happening about this? But no, it did take place. Okay. Um, and the score was, you said it was a, it was a, a very poor Okay. Everyone was waving those, because uh, this, this was in the period of like sunshine policy, right? Kim Dae-jung had been to North Korea uh-huh. and met Kim Jong-il. So everyone was waving those stupid uh, white flags with the blue silhouette of the Korean peninsula for their like reunification flag. Oh, okay. Et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah, it was a, a poor nil-nil draw. And not much to say about the football, actually. Okay. Uh, where was it held? Sangam. Sangam. Yeah. Okay. In the squad or the, the lineup for that day, Yunje, the the fat Suwon goalie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was replaced by Kim Young Dae halfway through the second half. Kim Young Dae is that old, uh, or has been playing for that long? Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. I didn't know that. Okay. Um, <coughs> in defence, Joseph Park. Okay. That um, who's Joseph Park? Can we just go back to that? <laughs> okay, good as mine. So we had a guy called Joseph Park in our defence at one point. Okay. Actually, if I if I'd have known, if I'd have thought about, it, I'd have brought my almanac, which has all the the uh, yeah, that's interesting stuff. Okay. When when I write this up for the uh, for the blog, I will uh, put in their individual player histories okay. in the A League. Okay. Cho Sung Hwan. Okay. Che Jin Chol. Hmm. Uh, Cho Byung Guk. Okay. Kim Do Hyun. Okay. Hyun Young Min. I'm assuming that Kim Do Hyun is actually Kim Do Hyun. No? Oh, Kim Do Hyun, not the song man. 
midfielder, right? Uh, there's someone that's in their mid thirties yeah. now. Okay. Uh, Kenyan Min, who's who, as of last season at least, was still playing at Chonnam. Okay. Uh, Kim Dong Jin, he's still around, right? Yep. Che Teuk, who sold transferred to Ulsan maybe beginning of last season or the season before. Yi Yong Pyo. Oh, we all know Yi Yong Pyo. Yi Chan Su. We all know Yi Chan Su. Kim Eun Jung. Okay. Yi Dong Guk, captain. Who? Yi Dong Guk. Never heard of him. Who's he? I think he's probably one of those one hit wonders. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that was his winning on the cap, right? <laughs> and Che Song Guk. Okay, sweet. So a couple of names that are obviously have been around, uh, maybe not playing anymore, but are, are kind of huge, uh, kind of integral parts of like Korean football from 2002 onwards, right? Yeah. Okay. So I spent my last night in Korea watching this game. Okay. Went home, went to sleep, went to the airport the next morning, and flying with uh, KLM back to back to the UK. So who do you think was on my flight? Kim Young Day. No. Joseph Joseph Park. <laughs> he was serving you. <laughs> he was a flight attendant on your flight. No. Gus Hiddink. Gus Hiddink, yeah. Okay. So my, my one brush with Gus Hiddink is we spent what, ten, eleven, twelve hours cooped up in the same seven four seven. At that point in time when you were going home, did you envisage you would be back again? Or were you thinking, this is it, I'm going I'm, I'm leaving Korea, my last memory is I'm nothing is drawing Siam? Uh, I knew I'd be back at some point. I didn't know I'd be back for like ten years. Okay. So. Okay. It's quite funny because like when I left Korea the first time, yeah. um, I had a similar idea. I thought ah, I'll pack in the morning. Yeah. Uh, and I went out for dinner. Dinner with, uh, with my phantom. no no my boss at the time, uh, a guy called Jamie. Yeah. And um, we ended up meeting uh, a couple of his friends and ended up in a nori bang. Um, until like 5am and I had a 6.45 morning class okay. on my last day um, and then after that I went back to Jamie's house because I had moved out of my apartment and I slept and then I had to go and meet my my lunchtime students uh, to say goodbye and we went to a Chinese restaurant and drank Chinese liquor yep. and then I went back slept again and I went and I do my evening class yep. uh, and I don't know at some point in time during that whole day Jamie packed my suitcase <laughs> so I didn't pack and I have zero memory of my last day other than being drunk for literally 24 hours it was ridiculous and I, I, I remember being concerned I might not got on the flight from Incheon to Dubai yeah uh, but yeah, that, that was my last day, and then I did know I was coming back. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sweet. So how how are things? I mean, obviously that was your last game that time. Like, how would you say in terms of watching international games in Sangam? Have they changed much? Is the experience better? It, irrespective of results, I'm just I, I just mean, was it a larger crowd at that game? Was it a feeling that 2002 the Korean football was going somewhere as opposed to now where people think the Korean national team is going nowhere? Um, yeah, I, I think so. There was a, Obviously, the World Cup had just finished and everyone was very optimistic. So everyone was thinking, like, this is going to be great going forward. Korea are going to get to the semi-finals all the time. They'll win yeah. it within 10 years, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I think there was a good crowd for that game. Uh, at that time, I was kind of... I myself was quite supporting Korea so I'd cheer their goals which I don't do anymore okay 
Um, now I just go to see new countries. I don't really like going to national games. Okay. Because it's all like it's like going to a take that concert, right? With all the, the girls cheering Pakistan or Yeah. I mean I still I still find myself cheering Korean goals, but um uh, yeah, I mean next year's World Cup. Well, well, I, I mean, I will go down to the 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 fan squares and stuff. So, I mean, I will do it again, but um, that's more so I can have a beer with like a bunch of people wearing red horns. It's, it's, yeah, it's good for us, right? Because we can go there and just come straight to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So where did it all go wrong? <laughs> Basically, from 2003 to 2017 well, is, is the question, right? Even the Kaylee crowds were quite. Yeah, like big for 2003, right? Yeah, um, and even even what five years ago there was still decent Kaylee crowds. Really, just tailed off in the last yeah, in the last few years, three, right? three or four years. I think. Yeah, I mean there wasn't there in 2002, the first fourth playoff. There wasn't there a big banner that said "See you in the K League" or something. Right. Yeah. See, you, see you at K League. Yeah, see you at K League. Right. Didn't really happen, right? Well, it happened for a couple of years after that, but then it kind of tailed tailed off. Okay, speaking of um, fan experiences, yep. uh, just a quick thing, um, I didn't add it in the agenda, I forgot. Uh, Butchon, the, the Butchon Mayor, has announced that a football-specific stadium will be built in 2018 uh, for Butchon FC. Uh, it's a very small-looking stadium. I uh, did my Derek Zoolander idea of, you know, how can, how can you teach English in a place like that? Yeah. It's too small. Um, then I realised it was just a model. Um, but but um, the picture that they've put up, actually, is the stadium is right next to Butchon's current stadium. Which I think, unless I'm very much mistaken, is a grass pitch right now. I don't, I, I'm not really quite sure where they're building it. But I guess they're going to build it where the AstroTurf is right now. Um, so yeah, he said it'll be complete by 2018. So it could be a new stadium to go to. He's got two weeks left then. In 2018, I think he said, yeah. Um, so I guess, but yeah, that that'll be interesting. They'll surely not playing it next season, though. No, I think I mean, I, I've assumed they'll build it and then maybe starting it, they'll be in the classic in 2019. <coughs> There's no way they can build it. So they've not even broken ground on this project, right? No, he's just put up a photograph of models. There's no way they can complete this in the next year. I wouldn't have thought so, but that's what he said. If they complete, if they if Puchan play a game at this new stadium in next season, I'll drive up to Glasgow next Christmas and watch Inverness beat Thrash Glasgow, uh, Thrash Celtic. The problem is that if Puchan play a game in that stadium and if we attend that game. When the stadium collapses, you probably won't be able to drive up to, to Glasgow, right? Because I'm not going in that stadium if it's built in six months. There's no way I'm setting foot in a, in a Korean stadium that's been built in a year. No chance. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping those numbers have, have been translated wrong, yeah? yeah? Right. But anyway, uh, just to kind of wrap things up, we talked a little bit earlier about uh, our final slot was about players who, who were Korean who, but who might not be in Korea right now. Yeah. Uh, big news, well, if it's big news, but... Uh, news that FC Seoul may be on the verge of signing uh, a kid who's currently or played in Spain. Yep. Are they bringing one of the two Barcelona babes back? Uh, no, they're bringing the Real Madrid babe back, who I'd never heard of before. <laughs> yeah, me too, yeah. Okay. So, after a quick and furious uh, Wikipedia search, yeah. he last played football in 2015. So, so this guy went to uh, Spain when he was like 12 or 13. Yeah. And joined Real Madrid, like youth youth team. Yep. And he got into their C team, B team, and then he transferred to other teams in Spain. Yeah. And he's 
career was basically blighted by injuries. Every time he'd start, sort of start getting on a run, he'd get injured and be out for a few months. So I think a couple of years ago, he transferred out to the J-League to try and get his career back on track. Uh, again, he got injured, didn't play much. So for the last month or so, he's been playing, or he's been training with FC Seoul. Okay. Trying to get himself back in shape. <coughs> and he's caught, it wasn't, it, apparently it wasn't like a, a trial or anything like that, but uh, Pang was just doing a favour, letting, letting him train to get back up to speed. But he's caught Pang's eye and apparently the signing is uh, almost a done deal. Okay. So it seems to me he's a, supposed to be a left, left winger. So what immediately sprang to mind is Darren Anderton. Who was a very very talented player that would get injured all the time? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I remember sick note. Sick note, yeah. So you think that someone that was scouted by Real Madrid is going to be a brilliant player, and then you think, well, he's actually played like one or two games every yeah. year. So, well, I guess we'll see. Yeah, we'll we'll see if we'll he see. can if he can uh, keep fit then. Yeah, it looks like a very interesting signing. Okay. Speaking of interesting signings, I understand uh, a team in China uh, are interested in paying $4.6 million for uh, Jonathan. What uh, would you think? Would you think, as, a, as an FC Soul fan, would you jump up and down if that signing happened? Uh, yes. Yeah. I think, I think most non Suwon fans would be pretty happy if Jonathan had to And probably some Suwon Blooming's players would be happy if Jonathan had to leave as well. Right? Uh, if they can get, well, this, this all comes back to they're really going to get $4 million for it, right? Yeah. How much of that money will actually come through to Suwon? But theoretically, given what we know about the K League, I think any player, if it was offered $4 million, you should take the money and yeah. buy three $1.5 million players. Yeah. Could probably excel in Korea, right? Okay. Speaking of uh, Suwon Bluewinds, um, one player who, uh, who is not there right now is the youth player uh, John Sejin, yep. uh, who apparently is playing through and right now. He's currently training with PSV Eindhoven without the permission of Suwon Bluewinds. It would seem. Uh, so I think that's the same as what uh, Wang Yi Chan did when he went to the Augsburg or somewhere in China, uh, Germany, right? Um, so yeah, so that's a that's a very interesting one. So uh, again, it's like you know, I think sometimes players agents give them these trials and send them over, but they don't actually speak to the club and, and make sure it's kind of it's all kosher, right? Yeah. Uh, if a sole player were to do that, okay. Um, would you and let's say the trial failed right yeah would you welcome him back to the club or would you want him to get kicked out of the club I'd welcome him back Uh, let's be honest you and me as Joe Bloggs if we're thinking of moving to another company we fill in the forms and go for the interview without our current company knowing about it right okay yeah so uh uh, obviously we don't know what the plus uh, as far as I know uh, a lot of Korean players are on like one year contracts anyway I don't, yeah. know, I don't know how how young this guy is uh, he's in that, he's in the, the under 18 team ok so a lot of a lot of players were probably on contracts which end either when the season ends or when yeah. come the end of December yeah. so, so he, could be, he could very well be out of contract actually right, right. ok so ok um it's just a few quick other kind of rumours that are going around um my favourite rumour uh, is Guangzhou FC uh, we're getting ready to appoint uh, So Weiland ex So Weiland manager Kim Byung-soo yep 
That was announced. Within two hours it was retracted. And Grand have denied the report that they were actually hiring him. Just at the exact same time as ex-podcast host Stevie Tootie saying, well that's you for a, a, a year of boring football. So Grand obviously follows Stevie on Twitter yeah. uh, and decided to like, cancel that appointment. <laughs> which I thought was quite funny. Uh, and the other thing is involving Sowieland is that there's rumours that Glory might be heading back to Jonam. I think it's, I know he went from Ulsan to Eland, but I think he's, he's heading back to John Am, yeah? John Am just signed another goalie as well, didn't he? And yeah, so that's John Am, um, John Book just signed a goalie. Yeah. Uh, uh, speaking of John Book, it looks, as this, it looks as if Ricardo Lopez, Lopez could be on his way out. He's attracting interest from Japan, Tokyo and Gamba, and also from the Middle East as well. Okay. And I know that uh, John Book were linked recently with... Um, bringing one of the, 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 the lower expensive signings from China uh, I can't remember their names now but they were, they're rumoured that they bring in someone from the, the, one of the, the kind of Chinese foreign players I think it's uh, Papa Sisi uh, yeah. Papa Sisi uh, or Junior Morez okay. apparently they've been linked one of them is from China and one of them is, is from um, yeah, I think they're both from China, so that so it could be that Lopez could get sold, uh, so they can bring in one of those guys, yeah. Because they're also looking at bringing in Thiago, but that that deal hasn't been been approved yet. Just while we're talking about China, Bayern of FC Seoul, Ricardo Goulart is leaving Guangzhou and going back to Brazil. Oh, okay. That means we will not see him break Korean hearts again. That means we won't see him scoring against FC Seoul in next year's ACL. Yeah, well, you should be there next year. But by, by next year you mean 2019, right? I mean, um, I, I can say with the <laughs> utmost confidence that Seoul will not concede any goals in the 2018 ACL. Oh, you will not lose any games in the, in, in the 2018 ACL, but you will not concede any goals. That's 100. percent Yeah, I would, I would agree with that as well. I'll be, I'll be asking them if they make the ACL game. Just, just uh, out of interest, let, let me ask you a question before we wrap up. Um, as you know, in Korea, your season ticket covers every game, right? Mm-hmm. So, given that last few years the, season, the price of the season ticket includes a minimum of three ACL games, yep. no ACL next year, you think the season ticket will be discounted, same price, go up? Uh, I can guarantee it'll be the same price. Because when Songnam were in the ACL, the season ticket did not go down the next season when they weren't. Okay. It was the same price. Because I, I didn't get one that season, yeah. but I got one the previous season, and yeah. I got one the season after, and they were the same price. Okay. You're, you only get a discount when you have a, have a, you know, like last year's season ticket gets you 5%, two years gets you 10%, three years gets you 15% or whatever it is. But yeah, for Songnam, I don't know about for FCSO, but for Songnam, they were, it was the same price regardless of how many games. I have a feeling last time they, uh, last time they didn't make it, they kept the season ticket the same price, but they upped the value of the gift that they... Yeah, yeah, so they probably do something like that. So, I like, some years they give a yeah. calendar, some years they give it like a, a, like a fake uniform or a t-shirt or something. Yeah, like I that. think what Songnam did was the year I got a season ticket, there was way more vouchers in it than the first year I got one. Like, way more... Useless vouchers. Yeah, like vouchers for, like, retail parks and, like, massage salons and stuff, massage parlours and all sorts of stuff. There was one for, like, a pole dancing class. That's not a joke. Uh, yes, it was. Okay. Time's done. We need to make a happy ending for this. Um, well, I don't know about you, but something to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, can we end on a happy ending? Um, can you think of, of, of any happy, happy outros?